Welcome to the Priority Pod. Thanks for tuning in. Here is where we let the important things be important. And we keep our priorities straight. True. This is a lifestyle podcast where we'll discuss the lows and the grows of life as a young, newlywed couple just out here trying to serve God, love each other and our people, do our best to survive in America, and ultimately get to this bread. Get to this bread, man. You already know what it is. It's your boy, Mr. Pride with the Five, aka Big Smooth, aka Rep Four, one half of the Priority Pie. I'm with Jada, also known as Jada. Jada. And we are here uh, to dive into what I think is always uh, a good conversation, but also a, a, a pushing conversation as well. Absolutely. The expectations that we place on women, the like pressures that they feel um, govern their lives a lot of times and their choices mm-hmm. placed on them by society and you know trickles down to family and friends and the way that they're perceived and how that shapes the way that they move through the world. I know um, on the Instagram post this week reminding everybody that we were uh, doing this episode, I said, so I'm expected to be respectable. Be independent, but not too independent. <laughs> Get married at the right time. Not too early, but also not too late. Yep. I'm supposed to want some kids in the first place, but then I got to raise those kids to yep. be D1 athletes, doctors, and lawyers only. Right. Maintain a six-figure salary income from home, though, so I can raise the kids. Yep. And cook a three-course meal every night and wash the dishes right after. Do the work of the emotional growth and healing for every single person in my family. And get treated like I'm a second-class citizen. Yeah, that's, that's about the gig. Right. You, so, try, you trying to sign up? Or what? <laughs> nah. And in a lot yeah. of ways, I personally don't, you know, I don't feel these pressures necessarily from the people around me immediately, but I, I do still, still feel them from um, society as a whole. And in a lot of ways, it has, like, governed my decisions, like, it governs the way that I dress. Being a black woman, more specifically, has governed the way that I style my hair in different situations. Like, am I rocking the fro to this job interview or not? Mm. Um, and it definitely flows into a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different parts of life. How do you think, like, like as a man, do you really feel like you see the the way that those pressures like interact with women on a daily basis? Like any of the women in your life. Uh... I think I have a very, very minor, and I say minor because I don't want to act like I, I'm completely aware, but I have a minor radar for it, um, but it's very limited, and only what people, you know, women over the course of my life have told me, and so unless it's something that I've, like, explicitly been uh, told what it is and how it works and why men shouldn't do this or why men should do more of this. It's definitely not something I think about. Um, and so, so yeah, I watch it happen. Um, and I try to do my best to, uh, to not perpetuate, uh, the negative aspects of, um, of a lot of those pressures. Um, but really it's letting, I think it's, it's more about, uh, you know, who has the power. It's about giving women the power to choose what, who they want to be. And then sometimes that might align with what the stereotypical woman of America or black woman of America does. But especially if it doesn't, um, just kind of respecting whatever, whatever they want to do and whoever they want to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know the other, like I was just thinking about how, 
you know, obviously we're married, I'm married. Right. Um, and then I got a lot of remarks like, oh my gosh, you're so young. Like, why are you getting married so young? Yeah. But then there are, I have friends who are like over 30 who are not married. It's about time. Like, and it's where, like, yeah, why aren't you, aren't you married? married? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, you're man. getting a little old. Be mindful of your biological clock. Right. Like, um, so you get to this point where you realize, like, nothing is ever going to be enough. Right. Nothing is ever going to be right. Right. Um, according to, like, societal standards of what a woman is supposed to be. Um, so you get to this point where you just kind of have to chart your own path. Right. And that is so much easier said than done. Right. Um, another example is, uh, we, I was talking with a friend about kids and she was saying that she didn't want kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, I'm like, I'm all about charting your own path. So I'm like, girl, you know, right, do you? that's a personal yeah, decision. Yeah. But, um, she was explaining how like, there's this expectation, like she feels this pressure to be a mother simply because she's a woman. Mm. Um, eventually be a mother simply because she's a woman in this like even from childhood like oh I'm playing with my baby dolls like I'm gonna have babies one day like this idea that just because you're a woman uh, you're automatically you know at some point in your life going to be a mother and like the reality is that that's not an option for some women right um so I definitely think we have to tread more lightly and be more informed and be more sensitive about subjects like that especially um Especially when you have women who want children who are not able to have them. So I, like, just don't like it when people are like, oh, my gosh, why haven't y'all had kids yet? And, you know, what if there is some, like, health-related reason? Yeah, you have no idea. Um, Or even us. Like, we've only been married for two months, maybe two months last week. And there's already the question of, like, oh, like, when are you guys going to have kids? Like, and for me, that's, like... Can we be married for a little bit first? Right. Yeah. Like, is there any way that like I can make or we can make that decision like for us and not be automatically bombarded with this question of parenthood? Mm -hmm. And that just kind of like flows directly into uh, what it means for me to have been a woman my whole life and kind of navigated these expectations that I felt were being placed on me, like to be all of the things, to be you know a good student, be a good athlete be a good sister, be a good daughter, be a good friend, like, always be there for people, always fulfill, like, all of these roles um, that mostly had to do with a certain thing. Yeah, and if if you were a man, you wouldn't have been doing that. Right, Right. and and you just, you hear this phrase a lot of, like, oh, you know, this boy did some reckless thing, and it's like, oh, well, boys just will be boys. Yeah, Yeah, that's just what boys do, or that's just locker room talk or whatever. But you've never heard that it's locker room talk or girls will be girls. Um, uh, girls, girls get, girls get the whole, yeah. The, yeah. The, and it's like, girls it will be girls is probably in reference to something like, Oh, she got an A. Oh, her. <laughs> right. Like, like girls that. will be girls. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so it's just this, this reflection upon what it means to be a woman, what it means even to be a black woman in a country where, um, you can never be enough, do enough, you know, in order, like, there is no being like, oh, wow, okay, you lived up to the societal standard of what it means to be a woman. Like, there's always some part of your life that may not align that will do nothing but to, like, prop you up and call you worthy according mm-hmm. to those standards. Um, so, yeah, it's 
I think I've gotten to a point now where I'm like, you know what? I have to do what I have to do for me. Because mm-hmm. I reached a point where I was like so mad like in the past because I was doing all of these things that were expected of me, but I wasn't doing what I actually wanted to do. And it was causing me to like resent people. Right. And I realized that, like, it's kind of how we talked last episode about setting boundaries. I realized that part of that was on me. I mm. was like, I have to, I have to set the boundaries that I need to set, even if that's saying, you know what, I'm not doing this, I'm doing this. Right. Um, because ultimately, like, it will lead to negative, like, relationships being harmed. Right. But ultimately, it's my decision. Right. I decide to go with the cultural norms. I decide to go with the flow of society right. or not. Right. Um, but I don't know. From your vantage point, how do we get to this point where, um, like, as a partner of a woman, how do you get to a point where you are actively, like, supporting me mm-hmm. or other women um, in a way that lets them know um, you're free here? Like, right. to be who you need to be, really. Right. Not even who you want to be, but who you need to be. Because, you know, there are so many factors that push and pull and do all of the things. Yeah. I mean, I think particularly since you are uh, my wife or my life partner, uh, I think it's on me to spend the time to get to know um, you. Uh, and not to say that, you know, being a woman is an essential part of your identity, but get to know you more holistically and, and to know that whatever uh, assumptions and, and preconceptions of what you're supposed to do with my wife as my wife that I have coming in, I need to kind of put all of that on the back burner and, and think what, who is my wife actually? And if she is not X, Y, Z that the culture says, then I need to love her in ABC ways. And to know that, you know, supporting women is not going to be this, um, supporting anybody, you know, it's not going to be this, uh, you know, one size fits all. This is how women have all gotten together and said, this is what we want the men of the world to do, or this is what we want the culture to do. That's never going to happen. You need to love, um, your, your partner enough to, um, embrace their nuance and their complexity and part of their, um, you know, riding with what the culture says and part of their wanting to chart their own path. But if you don't take the time to get to know who your wife actually is, not, not, I mean, obviously you want to, you want to be, you want to know how patriarchy operates. You want to be somewhat culturally literate in that sense, right? I'm not saying don't worry about those things, but if you want effectiveness with your woman, you need to focus your energy here. Really what all the other women in the world think doesn't really matter if you're trying to fit your solution for all of them for the woman that's right in front of you. So all you got to do is just get to know the person that's there. You know, if you like, I don't know, what are, what are some traditional things? That Cooking, you, clean. If you like to cook, if you like to clean, right? I can know that, right? If you don't like to do the dishes, I can know that, right? And I'm not going to be like, um, I'm sorry, did you forget that you were a woman today? Like, right, it's up right, for you to right, do the dishes. Right. I thought that was in the handbook of, like, no. Or if it's the opposite sin. If you're like, no, I don't want to cook. I don't want to clean. I'm going to be like, okay, like that. That's cool, too. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, yeah, I don't know. You, you just need to get to know the person. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Right. You, you can't read a book and then pretend you know your wife. You can't you can't follow Twitter threads and then now be able to speak with about, try to talk about your wife. You need to talk to your wife. That is the source that you go to. You, you listen to the person who's having the experience and everything you know comes from that.
Facts. Yeah, I love that. And I, you saying Twitter leads us to a great point because in talking about this conversation surrounding patriarchy, essentially, and stereotypes and pressures put on women, um, it led me to think about a very interesting phenomenon hmm. to me called Pick Me Women or like Pick Me Twitter. I never heard um, of this before you, before you told me. It's okay. You don't really use social media. I mean, I do. But <laughs> yeah, not um, like that. It's more so on Twitter. I don't think I've really ever seen it on Instagram. It would be hard on Instagram, I think. Right. But a Pick Me Woman or like Pick Me Twitter, for those who do not know, is when a man says, oh, I can't be with a woman unless she cooks three times a day and cleans in between. Um, and then a woman in the responses will say, well, I cook four times a day. I, cl- I clean wow. um, <laughs> while I'm cooking. I will be changing the sheets and doing the laundry and make sure my hair and makeup is done every single day. You know, all of the very, very... Exactly. Please pick me. Like, I am assimilating into what uh, society has said I'm supposed to be as a woman. So, hey, that should garner me you know, more attention. Man, that's clown. That's clownish on so many levels. It's behavior, yes. Goodness. But, like, Ah, part of me wants to be like, if that's actually who you are, then like, okay. Right, you gotta rock it. Right, but if it's not, and you're just trying to like garner the attention of men just by like assimilating, go off, but I'm just saying it will not lead to fulfillment. Right. Especially in that relationship. Everybody reaches a breaking point. If they don't like lead authentically, you get to a breaking point where you're like, okay, I need to be myself. (laughs) Like, I'm tired of pretending. I'm tired of, like, doing fake stuff. Like, I'm not cleaning the sheets every day. I'm not cooking you three meals today with snacks. Like, you're going to reach a breaking point where it's like, okay, no. Man, and I think I was more disappointed in the the dude uh, character of that that skit (laughs) that you just said. I mean, I, I understand if you grow up with expectations of wanting to be loved by your wife in a certain way, and you can communicate that with your wife, Twitter is not the place to do so. And <laughs> because you already know, yeah, like all the pick and all of the, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say judgmental things, but like, I'm just saying like, it, it's, I don't wake up every day being like, man, I'm so grateful that my wife does I'm so grateful that I have a wife that obeys. It's basically what that is. Right. Yeah. It's not really that she loves you and does like nice you things for you. Because you could be the you could do the exact same thing. Yeah, everybody. Right? Everybody could do that, right? You you could easily do that. But if you do it from a lens of this is what a wife is supposed to do, you want an obedient servant. Yeah. You don't want a partner. Right. You, no, want a you, don't, you don't want a partner. And you don't want a a partner who who um might have other ways that they want to show you how they show you that they love you. They don't include you not being able to get up and get your own food as a grown man. Yeah. Like, what and are you doing? I think again this just goes back to like the pressures that are placed on women and what we are told is desirable between partnership and marriage and you know and things like that in general because part of that is like what kind of partner are you choosing for yourself? Like, mm-hmm. as a woman, what kind of partner are you choosing for yourself? And do you even feel like you have an option? Do you feel like never getting married is an option? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like waiting until you find a man who will respect you as a partner 
is an option or do you feel like your only option is to be married not only be married but be married to a man who is going to treat you like a servant and not a partner right and have these really tall and high expectations of you that will leave you feeling imprisoned wow um so it's it's about like what do you feel free enough to do uh and but when you grow up in a world that bombards you with these messages that like this is the most desirable type of man like oh he got a good job and because he got a good job um i cook and clean for him all day because that's what he expects me to do and i'm not talking about the women who want to do this like if you want to do this go off i'm talking about the women who feel pressured into this situation that they don't want to be in right yeah. or you're staying with this dude y'all been together for a decade and you're only there because you don't want to start over mm. uh, which just definitely happens yeah which yeah. definitely That's happens scary. and no judgment to those people because everybody's situation is different right. mm. but again the question on the table is what do you feel free enough to do and what can we do collectively um to kind of transition from this place where women are doing things because they feel that they're expected to um, into a place where they are doing things because it's their choice. Right. And I think it's a good clarifying point that you said. It's like, it's really not about what the actual action is. It's about how you feel about it. Pushed into a place where you're not authentic to yourself. You know, if you want to cook and clean, but you feel like you have to rebel against that for whatever reason, that's also not ideal either. But if you don't want to do the domestic, domestic thing and you feel pressured into it regardless of where you are on the spectrum or however you you draw that if it's not you that then it's a problem it doesn't really matter where it is right you you can be whatever you want but please be you you exactly um i think it directly connects like you said earlier to um hard but maybe you know real um solution that like you gotta set boundaries so that you don't so you don't call into that and not set boundaries like i'm not talking like if you were with your spouse for 10 years and you kind of have a flow of like what your husband expects you to do that might be a little bit more rocky i'm literally saying when a dude slides in your dms or (laughs) when somebody comes to try to get your attention and you already know that they're not waiting don't make that choice leave Right. But that's so much easier said than done when you feel like you've had years of conditioning. And it's really like not even just men who put this pressure on women. Because you know how like systems put everybody in the position to potentially be complicit. Uh, So it's not just men saying, look, I need this type of woman. And if you're not this type of woman, I'm going to bounce. But I know you're not going to bounce because you want to be married. So it's not just men saying that. But it's also women. saying if you're not this type of woman you are not enough you are not worthy you are not all of these things i don't keep it a book i see women go harder at other women not i mean i'm not saying the men don't men do play a role and i think they play the main role they play the main role (laughs) but in terms of maybe it's just how when i watch it maybe it's only that because maybe i don't see it when men are doing it because i'm not you know women go hard at other women man yeah like harder right sometimes maybe it's a lot more i don't know but like oh you chose that career that's not dignified yeah mine's yours um so you chose to do what with your kids mind yours um so you chose to be what type of woman you chose to be this 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 and it's like oh you don't want kids like what um 
where they do that at? Like, oh, you don't want to be married? Are you sure? Do you feel like you can't find a partner? Is right. that is that really what's going on? So it's like all of these questions, and I feel like we we gatekeep the stereotypes, we gatekeep the social norms. Yeah. When it really should be the opposite way around. Like, we should be fighting for our liberation in every way. Right. Um, to free us from, like, these stereotypes, these expectations that really have not benefited us. Yeah. I think men do that to some degree, too. Uh, yeah. No, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm just sure. thinking, like, you know, I'm trying to understand and, and see, try to see myself in your experience or see how, how you experience life and I'm, I'm making some connections that it's like yes yeah, it's, it's a it's a cycle that is vicious right um i think especially because doing so like that gatekeeping at times is extremely socially successful and will get you power and access really 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 a lot of power and really really fast yeah. too you know and so it's no it's no not to i think anybody but especially women who who do whatever they got to do to get whatever their goals are and whatever their ambitions are. And, you know, maybe some people don't agree with it, but, you know, the same way that we sit here and we, we might be leaning towards, um, you know, having a little less respect for basically women who, who are doing what they need to do to survive yeah. and thrive, you know, and if that's what you want. Right. I'm not going to knock you because that path works. You know, it's going to hurt, but it works. And it's like society is really set up to give more power to women who do certain things. Women who get married. Women who have kids. Women who, like, you know, assimilate, basically, to all of the cultural expectations. Like, literally, and I'm not even just saying, like, you get more power. Like, literally, the tax system is built (laughs) to benefit people who are married. Right. It It is very intentional. The government is basically telling you. Please get married. Right, like they're incentivizing marriage. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. So, they, want, they want that. Yeah, it's like, there. it really is like, no, I completely understand what you're saying because, you know, if your goal is to claim those things, like, you know, get as close to your power, like the power that's within your reach. Right. That is what it is. But I just wonder what it'll take for us all to get free. Right. Um, and for all women to feel free enough to claim whatever path, to walk whatever path that they want to walk without feeling the need to be a certain type of woman, without right. feeling the need to require that other women be a certain type of woman. Right. Um, and I, I asked that question, I posed that question to both men and women. Like, you know, right. I guess it does benefit like if a man doesn't have to clean his house at all or cook himself food at all i could see how they would want that but you right. need to hire somebody to do that and not require that <laughs> if you get into this bread like you're supposed to be right exactly right. if like all your only job is your job like you should be getting to this bread yeah but yeah. um what do you think about i'm gonna draw a parallel uh not a parallel for you because you live both but a uh, connection between some of the, the challenges that women face and some of the challenges black people face. Um, you said, you know, uh, women are forced to uh, assimilate and, perform, you know, and, and, and kind of roll with how the culture is in order to gain power and respect. Um, and I think black people, to some degree, have to do the same thing. Right. And I think, it, I think with blackness and race, we more specifically and explicitly state Black when black people cater to whiteness and white people, that's when you get power. And I think it's it's not even just 
this ambiguous culture or ambiguous society or family structure or the church even, it's most literally when women cater to men, they usually get more power. Yeah. And that's about it. And that falls into different like contexts that you just named. Right. Because yeah. men are the, normally the ones running the church. Exactly. So if you want to be a woman in power in the church, what do you do? Cater to the man in the, the, the church. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's really explicit just to say that like like it would be like if we danced around this like challenges of black people and we're just like, yeah, we really don't know. Like, yeah, the culture just no, it's 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 white people. Yeah. It's literally that. That's what it is. No, it's it's literally men. Yeah. Like like, <laughs> like it's no, not yeah. it's not anything else. There's nowhere else we need to look. It's literally that. And 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 obviously men play a part because we get what we want. When you play by our rules, which makes perfect sense, why people do the same thing, we elevate you to positions of power, uh, whether it's in our home or whether it's in our organization or our company or whatever. Um, And the exact opposite happens, too. Um, So when you ask, like, what can we do to push all of us so that we can all be free? um, You know, it's it's interesting to me to see how, you know, we try to have that conversation with race a lot, too. Um, And it requires giving up power. No differently than we ask white people. It requires men having less power. And most white people kick and scream when we talk about giving up power. Most people get very, very fragile. And when we didn't even say anything. Yeah. And they don't give it up. So so I, I'm I'm yeah, I don't I don't really know where the solution lies besides starting internally and starting with you and your wife and your husband and your household, uh, and your family, what you rate what you tell your kids and how you raise them. Um, because it, it's, you know, we could do the, we could, you know, kind of how we do the, the black faces and high places thing. We could do the same thing. Yeah. You know, women, I think are doing oh, absolutely. the same thing, yeah. you know, um, is that enough? I don't no. think for black people it I, is. It's definitely not enough for black people. You know, so I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the structural systematic breakdown would be. Um, because so many people are so get so much power. Every, everything of their identity and their lives yeah. are tied into women catering to men. Right. At the end of the day. That's what it is. Right. And being a black woman, I think, is even more <laughs> yeah. complex right. than that. Because it's like the way society is structured, the way history has gone, um, to name what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the legacy of slavery. Um, to be clear. To be clear. Um, I think... It's even more complicated because black women are not necessarily expected to be, quote, feminine, according to the culture. Because it's like, you know, the trope of like, I'm a strong black woman, I don't need no man. Right. You know, I can handle mine. I'm independent. I'm all of these things. Right. And so in some ways that aligns with cultural expectations, in other ways it makes us less desirable. Because ultimately I do think that black women are at the bottom of this totem pole of like, you know, our social landscape right. in America in terms of um, partnership, in terms of employment, uh, right. you know, like two major things right. in our society. But they hustle the most more than anybody. But they hustle the most and they take care of the most. Like you have these single parent households where like it's a black woman is the head of the household. Right. Um, and so I think it just gets a lot more complicated in terms of black women being free. Right. And we were talking about this when um, who was it? Trump pardoned Susan B. Anthony. Exactly, exactly, exactly. What's Trump trying to do in the suffrage like, movement? Everybody's just like, "What?" 
and but the conver- it sparked a conversation surrounding how when women got the right to vote, it was not all women. It was white women. Mm. Black women did not get the right to vote. Right. And that just brings into the scope a whole different conversation outlining what is socially acceptable for a black woman. Right. Um, and that makes it even more complicated to navigate um, a black woman taking up her power. Right. And then you get into colorism. It's like all of these things that are outside of your control and all right. of these layers. But the premise is chart your own path. Right. Because you will never, I will never, we will never be able to make everybody happy. That is not something we will ever be able to do. And if we get caught up in that rat race, we will find that we are the only ones that are left unhappy. Right. Um, so that's something that I have been leaning into really, really hard. You know, that's still a journey for me as well. Um, after all, you know, I was raised in this society as well, in this culture. Right. But it's so imperative if you want to, like, build your best life. Yeah. And lean into all of your potential because expectations can do a lot of good, but they can also do a lot of harm as well. Yeah. So do what you want, sis. <laughs> you have one, two, or three things that you want to tell your husband about how he can help you and support you as you navigate that. One, two, or three mm-hmm. of those. Be. I think you do all of them, honestly. I feel really free here. So. That's not helpful for me. Okay, sorry. Um... I would say one, listen to me. Like mm. when you ask a question, um, really listen to my answer mm. without inserting the things that you expect me to say. How many dudes do you think didn't even hear that and just went over the head? Okay, <laughs> right. Keep going. Um, like, yeah, actually just, that's probably the main thing for me. I think a mm. lot of times we ask questions and we fill in the blank in our own minds mm. according to what we know about the situation and what we know about the person and what we know about what we expect the person to be. Yeah. But actually hear my answer and hear where like I'm coming from and like my heart about it. Yeah. That's probably the main thing I would say. Never steers me wrong. Charge your own This is the Priority Five. Thanks for tuning in. Here is where we let the important things be important. And we keep our priorities straight. True. Tune in next week, y'all, for when we talk about the expectations placed on men. Mm. Have a great rest of the week. All right, y'all. Peace.